Welcome to season two of Shock Your Potential. I'm your host, Michael Sherlock. This spring, we focus on people, businesses, and organizations that are reaching for and achieving great heights. We'll learn their strategies, celebrate their triumphs, and dissect their challenges. Together, we'll dive deeper into how each of us can shock our own potential. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com, shockyourpotentialpodcast.com, and salesmixology.com. And to stay in touch, text the word SHOCK, S-H-O-C-K, to the number 72000. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. My guest today is Miles Smith, and he is a certified retirement transition specialist. So I know that everybody listening today is going to you know, perk up a little bit and ask, how can he help me? He helps uh, fellow baby boomers specifically, but I think we'll start talking about maybe there's some things that those of us that aren't baby boomers, we're very close, I'm very close, uh, <laughs> help to transition into retirement. He's helped baby boomers to plan, prepare for, and transition into their retirements instead of doing what I know a lot of people do it is postpone it because they're afraid of it. There's changes that comes, there's fears and concerns about money. But what his real purpose is, is help people, especially some high-powered, highly driven individuals who are used to doing a lot, figure out how to not get stuck in the fears and anxieties, but really to find what can this mean for them. And to do that, you not only have to have a good financial plan, but you also have to have the right vision of what your potential is. So first of all, Miles, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Michael, for having me on. I appreciate every chance that I can to talk about retirement and the vast potential that is there for the retiree. And that's such a great way to look at it is the vast potential of it. Because, you know, there's, there's people at all different stages of their lives that are thinking about it. And one day I will, but yet if you don't start planning early and I wish I knew, I knew the value of compound interest early, but I didn't start planning in my retirement at, you know, early age. And in fact, I hate to even say this, but when I uh, was uh, much younger in my career and was in a, tough financial uh, situation and I was transitioning from one business to another, I actually cashed out one of my 401ks. Uh, (laughs) It happens. It happens. (laughs) It wasn't very much money. It was a couple thousand dollars. But then if I would have let that sit, it would be a lot more today. So I think it's good value. So tell us a little bit about your story. What, What gets you to the point of what you're doing now? And how do you use that to see not only your own potential, but, you know, help others to see the potential of their retirements for them? Well, the way that I got into this was back in 2008. I saw a number of friends and associates of mine that were getting downsized. And they were looking at the possibility of, taking retirement. So I stepped up and it just kind of fell into it for me that I was there to help and I was there to kind of give some guidance and at least in the early days, just say, well, go this way, point yourself that way. What do you like to do? And then it just grew from there to the point that I realized that there were so many people out there that were driven. These are highly motivated, driven people, baby boomers from the very beginning of the, 
of the age, whenever we started coming into of age, make a difference was a mantra that we hold dear. And that brings a lot of potential with it. So I just uh, took it from there and ran with it. And I bring it out in a lot of people that don't understand all of the vast amount of, or the, the wealth of knowledge and experience and expertise that they have and intuition. There's so much potential there for them to use that in moving into retirement. And that's where that I get excited. <laughs> it is just that to see someone realize all of what they've built up before can be used in their retirement and take them to places that they never would have believed possible. And I think that's important because, you know, one part of retirement obviously is the financial part. And are you planning well enough to have the financial means to live to your expected outcome? You know, so to make sure that those funds keep you going in kind of, we always talk about the lifestyle you've grown accustomed to, but I, I think that's a valid point. But what else not only the lifestyle you've grown accustomed to, but what do you really want to accomplish? What kind of things do you want to achieve when you're no longer going to work day to day? But there may be so many things that you still want to do, give back, to volunteer, to travel, and those things take preparation in a lot of ways. Yes, and this is where the, the financial industry, uh, they're wonderful. I will say that for them, but they don't look to beyond build that nest egg to how are you going to live your life? And that's what I do. And that's where most of the people that I work with have, they postpone their retirement for a number of reasons. And what you mentioned a while ago was the emotional fears, the anxieties of, well, there are five big ones, really. And, they, and these are not the ones that you hear about or read about in the USA Today paper or anything, fear of becoming irrelevant, fear of becoming meaningless, not having a meaning or purpose in your life. Because we're, we gather our self-identity and our self-worth from our work, take that away from us, who are we? You can be a senior vice president on Friday, we re retire, and on Monday, how do you identify yourself? How do you tell who you are to someone? And then there's socialization. And people see that there's this big perception that if you've got all this big nest egg and a lot of money, that you're going to be the first ones to go on a tour of Europe or go on a big cruise. No. These are people that are highly driven. They can't find it in themselves to do that. They've got to have something to do. They've got to be moving forward and driving. And they're, they're the first ones that will tell you, I don't want to retire. They've got the money to, they don't want to. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny, I, I interviewed a gentleman a few weeks ago, um, and he and his wife are in their, I don't even know if they're 40 yet, but he had, uh, they are traveling all around the world for two years. And they both left very high, high performing, high energy jobs. And they're, they're just traveling with backpacks they're about halfway through. And we were talking about it. He said, you know, I said, what gave you the courage to do this at this age? And you were at the peak of your career. And he said, I consider it a mid-career retirement 
We're very active. We have the finances. We know that when we can come back that we'll still uh, have an opportunity to pick up a, a position again, but I think they're kind of building a new business as they do this. But he said, we have the energy, we have the means, we have the drive. We want to do it now. And I loved that concept of mid-career retirement because it's all about being active and proactive right now and thinking about things you want to do. But I think it really should prompt us to also think about, you know, that day when you, one day you're a senior vice president <laughs> on a Friday and they hand you the watch and they throw you the party and you eat the cake and you wake up on Monday morning and your, you know, your spouse goes, uh, can you take the garbage out? <laughs> Cause I've been taking it out for 30 years and you're driving me nuts, you know? <laughs> yeah. And what do you do with all of that unstructured time then? Uh, that's another fear. It's what am I going to do with all this time? Am I going to go golfing every day? It's fun, but after a while, it loses a lot of its uh, enjoyment because you'll you'll be out there golfing by yourself almost. Absolutely. And there it becomes into or it comes into not having any meaning. If someone retires without meaning, this is a very sad statistic, but their lifespan is drastically short and that's why people look for meaning and it, and that can be whether you're tending grandchildren tending your garden going doing whatever volunteering it does not mean that you've got to be doing something epic that meaning can be as personal and as unique as the very person themselves but without that and that purpose it really takes away from the retirement and then the enjoyment of it and the fulfillment of it. So tell me a little bit then, You, I'm assuming then that you do things, you know, you, we have financial planner that we work with, my husband and I, so that's one aspect. And I'm not sure if you go into that, but I know you deal with a lot with transitions. So what aspect do you really focus on with people that are facing this as, you know, as their future as they should. And how do you use what you do as an opportunity to stand out from everybody else who wants to have a piece of uh, creating your retirement uh, puzzle in the sky? Well, the standing out is I have a proprietary uh, program, 12 steps that uh, goes through, well, it takes about 16 weeks and can go as long as 20 if the person, if their situation requires that. But it is very intense, and it gets to the soul of a person. It gets to their core, and under, so that they understand what their values are and why they want to do whatever it is that they're going to do in retirement. And that's the basics of everything that we do, what our values are and why we do things are at the core of all of it, whether it's life pre-retirement or after. And with that in mind, I just, I take them from where they are today. And instead of retiring from something, they're retiring to the next phase. And it's a retirement to this new life that they're going to have, basically. They're building on what they've got, but it's taking them on to something new. Very good. So in order to become a certified retirement transition specialist, what kinds of skills did you have to hone? What kind of things did you have to learn in order to do this and be able to have it be something that you can bring to others? Well, it started for me when I was 
in high school, and I became the shoulder that everyone went to to lean on. And then building on that uh, shoulder that everyone leans on over the years, I ended up going to coaching, into life coaching, went with one of the premier coaching schools, and then went into getting the retirement certifications and making sure that I was well-versed in what was going on. I've written, well, my blog is packed full. I just wrote a chapter for a book that was actually released and went live on Amazon yesterday. Congratulations. Thank you. Anyway, um, what I do is to help the person, each person, individually. I don't do do it through a group thing. It is, my program is set for the individual and so that their results are as unique as they are. Very good. So you have to have the skill of being able to listen, being able to help people with complex emotional issues and to be able to look at them and help them to find their own path and see them as the individual. Very good. Yes. So tell me about uh, everyone who's starting to achieve their own potential and helping others to achieve their potential. I've, I have found they ten, tend to follow a couple things that they do on a daily basis, part of their own habits, their, their operating system, the things that they do that keep them at their own potential, but also that we know that are replicable for others who are trying to achieve. So tell us a little bit about key habits or daily practices that you do, that you employ, that help you to reach your potential, and maybe even also some things that you know in terms of people who are trying to reach their retirement potential can also start to practice every day. Being grateful. That is the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I laugh that I'm grateful that I woke up. It's a great day, whatever. <laughs> it's a great start to a good day to wake up, and that's one of the things that I'm extremely grateful for. Uh, I go through my day grateful for every little thing that happens. It doesn't matter whether it's a something that comes across as negative or positive. The You can get something positive out of everything. You can learn. And those are the two that touches on to the second thing of learning. Always reach out and look for something new to learn. Whether it's in my field or whether it's a new piece of music that I listen to, whatever, there's always something to learn and something to be grateful for. Very good. What do you think that somebody who is contemplating retirement now, what kind of things can they start to practice to help them prepare for what they may want to be in that next transition? Start looking at why they want it. And a lot of people don't understand what they want. They don't have that identified whenever they come to me. That's the reason that most people come to me is they're either afraid of their retirement or they don't know what they're going to do. It's like a woman that I worked with some time back that had no idea what she was going to do, didn't know for sure that she wanted to retire because what she was doing was what she'd always done. She loved her work. All of a sudden, she found out that she liked to make cookies. <laughs> she loves to make cookies. Um, toward the end of the program, she took a vocation vacation for a week to go be a baker. 
and she's not starting her own bakery, but she is working in a bakery. Went from a very nice high salary job to being a baker's assistant and loving it. And that's where it was something that meant something to her. It spoke to her passion and to it gave her meaning. And she understood why she wanted it and what value it brought to her life. That's a great example because some like you said earlier, some so many people think they have expectations of retirement. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to play golf. We're going to travel around the world. And it's not that you can't do those things. And maybe you want to do those things. But even a trip around the world ends at some point in time. And you have to decide, what is that about me? And I can see somebody going from a very high-level position to something like a baker's assistant where you can do something that gives you joy, but it doesn't have the same pressures. You don't have the same expectations. And then it's not about the paycheck. It's about the activity. You, spell, you touched on something right there of what it brings to the person, that it doesn't, it brings down their stress level. A number of years ago, I helped a woman who was, she wasn't even really contemplating uh, retirement. Her husband had just retired, and sad to say, there is something called gray divorce, and it is rampant among boomers. She was a victim of that. She decided she was going to retire, but she didn't have any idea what she wanted to do. And in conversation one day, uh, I made a comment about a favorite movie, a Western, and she was, oh my goodness, I've always wanted to be a cowgirl. Well, she now works on a ranch <laughs> out in Western Colorado. Uh, she is, she could buy the ranch, <laughs> really. But uh, she is putting together, or she has put together, a number of uh, ranch owners around there that every summer they bring a number of children from the inner city of Philadelphia out there to get away from the city, get out and understand that there is more to life than concrete and brick walls. And there, she pays for it all of her on her own. She subsidizes the other ranchers that do this. And she's bringing meaning. I mean, she's, she's working. I grew up on a ranch. I know what ranch life is. That is hard, hard work. She's in there. 63 years of age now, and she's right there with these guys that are 40 years younger. And Fantastic. You're going to you're gonna have to get me in touch with her because as you said that, I'm like, okay, I live in Philly and I want to know this woman. I want to figure out, you need to put them on the podcast. <laughs> That's a fabulous story. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Do you sell a product or service? Do you have a message that people need to hear? then consider the Royalty Gem Proximity Marketing Device. And that's royalty with an IE, not a Y. Create your own ad and broadcast it to devices near you. I use two gems to promote my books and even this very podcast. My smaller gem promotes my message in a 100 meter radius, while my larger gem broadcasts out 400 meters. And other gems can broadcast even farther, with a minimum number of guaranteed impressions every month. 
By following the app on my phone, I can see just how many people have seen my messages and how many click through to my sites. A small monthly charge ensures that I reach new audiences every single day. Walking through the city, running through an airport, even working in my office, I'm guaranteed that my messages are seen by thousands of people every month. To learn more, click through on the link on our sites or visit royalty.com backslash question mark AF equals shock your potential. Remember that's royalty with an IE. R-O-Y-A-L-T-I-E dot com backslash question mark A is in Apple, F is in Frank equals shock your potential. And it will be the best marketing dollar you've ever spent. And we are back again with Miles Smith and we are talking about the transitions into retirement, not from the financial perspective per se, but about the emotional perspective of what you want to achieve. So, you know, along the way, Miles, I think that we all uh, find people and opportunities or we cultivate them and, and bring them around us to help us achieve our own potential and our goals. So tell me, throughout your career, uh, you know, what kind of people and opportunities have you cultivated or been, uh, you know, had the great opportunity to be exposed to that have helped you reach your potential? The network of fellow coaches is very dear to me. They have supported me through some times of questioning. There were times that I questioned is this really a viable thing? I mean, some years ago, I was the one out in the forest saying, hey, this is, you need to understand about this. There are people that need me. And they just kept me, you know, moving forward. They also have passed, we passed ideas back and forth. There are other retirement coaches who we will pass an idea back and forth, and all of a sudden, here it shows up on three or four different blogs. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's not a concerted thing. It's just that we throw the same thing up at the same time because we've all been working on the same idea. Or um, it's just the network that I have of coaches. Um, I have two coaches of my own. And I throw bad ideas off of them all the time. I work with, well, the publisher of this uh, book that I contributed to came through a coach that I know. So they're just that whole network of people. And some friends that when I first began this, they were like, yeah, this is, this is what you are. This is who you are. Go for it. Well, I think there's a couple of really valid uh, points in there that, you know, even if you're not a coach and you have that community, there are lots of communities that we can be a, a part of it that will help us. So number one, you know, professionals in our own field, which is absolutely like I belong to the National Speakers Association and it's a phenomenal resource. Before I started in it, though, I had no idea the value would, they would bring to me. I, I frankly thought it might be something where, you know, I'm in a room with a bunch of my competitors. So what's that going to be like? And from my very first meeting, I was like, this is 
I cannot believe I didn't know about this 30 years ago in my career. I needed it then. I, it just, I can see all the value and everything those things have brought me. But I think also there's that opportunity to find people that you trust to be vulnerable with. Yes. That you can say, you can say things like, you know, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing sometimes <laughs> or does anybody know what we have or how do I get out of this, uh, whether it's this, you know, uh, challenge that I have, this issue I'm facing, or how do I get out of the mental space that I'm in to get me back on the path and those things. I think when I, when I pull that all together and I think about somebody facing retirement, a lot of people think they have to go through that dialogue only alone in their own heads or with their spouse, or maybe they think, well, I can't even say it to my spouse because what if I say I'm about to retire and I'm going to tell my, my husband or wife, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't want them to be afraid. These are people that a lot of times it may come across as arrogant in their cases, but they are very self-sufficient. They have built themselves through or built up in some cases, very high-powered careers. They are also business owners, mm -hmm. small business owners to large corporations. Uh, these are professionals who everyone looks to as the pinnacle. This person has got it all together. They have gotten, they have figured everything out. Their life is so perfect and they know everything. And here that person is actually terrified. Mm -hmm. They go to bed terrified of who can they talk to. And all of a sudden, here I pop up or my competition. It's a big market out there, you know. And there are a lot of people that I haven't been able to work with. And I pass them on and they pass people to me. It's a it's very referral based that we are not trying to cut each other's throats for any for a better description of it. We're not out there car salesmen trying to get customers from everybody else. No. Most of us are like, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't help you or I don't have space for you right now. Tell you what, you can either go on the waiting list or talk to this person. But back to the person who fears being able to talk to someone, that's a valid issue, and it's sad. And men are more prone to this than women because we're Mr. Macho. <laughs> and we're just, we conquered the world. We can do it. Well, we're getting close to the end here. I'm one of, I've got uh, a couple more big questions before we uh, okay. get to final words of advice. But, you know, I think that brings up a great point. If you're at the point where, uh, Miles, you have a waiting list of people, then clearly you know your worth and know your value. And the reason that I bring that up is that I think there's a lot of people that uh, can, are, can sell themselves short. Uh, they might try to adapt. Oh, let me get one more person in there. I'm going to try and, you know, figure out how to make it work. But we you know, no matter what we do, we have to know our own worth and know our own value, no matter what position we're in or where we are, might be in, in the retirement or pre-retirement stage because those things help you to make the choices that you make. So how do you know your worth, your value, and how do you use that to help you achieve your potential but also help to guide the potential of those that you work with? I know my value by the results that I bring to my clients. I was talking to a 
CFO who is wanting to bring me in as a workplace uh, resource for a number of people. Uh, they actually have about 50 people they're taught in their top ranks who are looking at retiring. And I said, well, I'd like to work with you, but I can't take that many at one time. And two, realistically, and I said, I want you to understand my program is successful. By the time that they've gotten to the ninth to the 10th session with me, they are not looking at waiting two years or three years down the road. They have got a plan. They are getting ready to start making. They've got their vision board all worked out. They have got it to the point that where they are going to do, what they're going to do, and how they're going to do it. And so and you they, don't want to lose people all at once. <laughs> one, I didn't want, I couldn't take it. <laughs> Two, I was, uh, as I said to them, you would have such a brain drain on your hands if you put that many people into my program because it is that successful. And that is the value that I get from and that I bring to it is I help make people's lives better. I help them, not just their retirement, but I help them get clarity on their life. And instead of just stumbling into life like we did when we came out of high school, 1973 for me, it was go to college, go to the military, or get a job. Get a job, get a job, get a job. Doesn't matter, get a job, build a career. That's how a lot of us began life. What I do doesn't have you stumbling along. You, you set a plan. You have a plan that takes you into retirement. And that's the value of watching people grow and grow into their potential. Coming back to the show itself, we, at every stage of our life, we encounter new opportunities, new challenges, new ways to find new potential. Potential today isn't tomorrow's potential. Tomorrow's potential is higher than today's. Mm -hmm. And to watch someone realize that and to realize the potential that they have and that they can reach out and get it just is, I want to jump up and dance when I see it sometimes. It really is that important and that valuable. Yeah, yeah. And what a difference that makes in their whole life. Yes. Tell me for yourself, what's the next level of potential that you want to achieve for Miles? Well, I was nominated for a TEDx talk, actually two of them here in the Atlanta area. Uh, they are, I was not accepted but I am going to be a volunteer for the TEDx Atlanta. And I want to be, and in fact, I talked to the organizer uh, last Saturday and she's got me into the program for, or into the cycle for 2020. That, uh, I want to finish the two books that I have written and get them out there. Just a lot of things that on the creative side, getting the message out as to, how great and how great retirement is and all that it has to offer. It's renew, reinvigorate, remodel, restart, or just kind of chill where you're at and enjoy it. <laughs> Refresh. <laughs> Refresh. You know, I mean it's all just all of the re's. <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> Get to do it all over again in a different way. Well, we'll make sure to have a link to it. Yes. We'll have all the contact information on the show notes for everybody. But just in case somebody is, you know, wants to look you up right now before they go to the show notes, what's the best way for them to find you? Empoweredtransitions.com. Go there. It's, uh, you could spend two or three hours reading and going through. Go for it. It's, it's not a in-your-face sell, sell, sell. I don't believe in that. I believe in education and nurturing. Let you know where you are. Learn about retirement and all that it has to offer, offer the world, offer you as an individual. Very good. Well, as we wrap up here, Miles, any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners? Mm, live life to the fullest. Breathe it in and just enjoy. I love it. <laughs> and and that will, uh, you can help people to not only enjoy it now, but enjoy it in the future. Miles, it has been a pleasure having you on today. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, sharing your potential, and helping us to see the potential in our retirement future. Thank you, Michael. It was a blast and thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very Yay. much. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk again soon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Shock Your Potential. To learn more, visit shockyourpotential.com, shockyourpotentialpodcast.com, salesmixology.com. You can find my first book, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees at Amazon. To get a snippet of it for free, text the words, tell me more to the number 72,000. That's tell me more to 72000.